Hi, my wonderful listeners. Welcome back to the Tech Your Business podcast with me, your host, Peter. I'm really excited today, and that's because we're about to tackle a topic that's not only close to my heart, but one I've lived through for over a decade, which is remote team management. And not just management, we are talking today about mastering the art of leading a distributed workforce. Sounds like fun, right? You see, I started working remotely even before it had a cool name. Way back in 2011, and my 12 years running a business, I spent less than a quarter of that in an office. Yep, you heard that right. I only got an office, by the way, because I wanted to look normal, whatever that means. And no, I haven't been working remotely because I want to hide away from the world, even though I do that a lot. Today, my business, Target ICT, operates 100% remotely. Why, you might ask? Well, it's simple. We believe in working with the best, and in doing that, we won't let geographical boundaries stop us. Plus, it's giving me a wealth of knowledge and insights I'm about to share with you today. In a world where remote work is rapidly becoming normal, mastering remote team management isn't just an advantage, it's a necessity. Work is no longer just about logging hours, rather, it's about reaching goals, fostering team spirits, and promoting flexibility while ensuring productivity. So whether you're a business owner, team lead, or you just love learning like me, then this episode is packed with insights and practical tips you won't want to miss. So let's dive in, shall we? You might have heard of the phrase, expectation is the root of all heartache. Shakespeare wrote that, but don't worry, I'm not getting all literary on you today. When it comes to managing a remote team, it's the exact opposite. A lack of clear expectations is what can cause all the heartache, believe me. Shakespeare didn't meet the internet, so he has no idea. I did. When your team is scattered across different time zones, perhaps even continents, you can't just walk over to someone's desk to check on their progress or clarify a misunderstanding. And that's where certain expectations come in. So here's a nugget of wisdom from my years of remote work experience. Start by communicating clearly about the team's goals. There is no such thing as over-communicating in this case. Your team needs to understand the big picture, why, why they are doing what they are doing, how it contributes to the company's success, and where their role fits in. Next, outline individual responsibilities. Everybody should know their part in the play and how their performance affects the whole team. Don't just throw tax at them. Instead, give them a clear understanding of their role and what's expected of them. Talking about performance metrics, always remember that you're not running a surveillance state. We are not looking at who has logged in or for how long they've been logged in. That doesn't really matter at the end of the day. What matters is results, like I always say. Set periodic goals, if possible daily or weekly goals, and assess performance based on achievements, not hours logged into a computer. A real-life story comes to mind here. Just before COVID, when we fully transitioned to remote work at Target ICT, 
we had a team member who would usually function when everybody else was asleep. Now in a traditional office setting, that would have been a very big problem. But as I realized, as long as he met his deadlines and the quality of work he did was top-notch, it really didn't matter if he was working at 2 p.m. or 2 a.m. And guess what? He's one of our best performers. So the takeaway here, clear communication, well-defined goals, and flexibility. That's the way to make a remote team click. Speaking of clicking, let's move on to our next point. I've often heard the saying, trust is like Wi-Fi. It's invisible, but it has the power to connect you to what you need. And boy, that's so true when managing a remote team. Trust is like the glue that holds your team together. But unfortunately, it's not something that's built overnight. Building trust in a remote team comes down to two things. Delivering on your commitments and creating an environment of open communication. Like I said before, there is no such thing as over-communication in this game. When I say delivering on commitments, I mean keeping your promises, hitting those deadlines, and staying accountable. When you and your team deliver consistently, trust builds naturally. Now let's talk about the second point, communication. Communication, like I said before, is the lifeblood of remote work. You know, in an office setting, a lot of communication happens informally. A quick chat by the water dispenser, a brief discussion before a meeting. Those things help keep everyone in the loop. But in a remote setting, you need to foster that kind of communication consciously because it's hard for it to happen naturally. For instance, at Target ICT, we have regular check-ins, not to micromanage, but to ensure that everybody is on the same page and to give space for the team to voice their ideas and concerns, ask for help, or even vent if anything is going wrong. Talking about feedback, oh, feedback is crucial. And feedback needs to be a two-way street. Encourage your team to share their thoughts and ideas and provide them with constructive feedback. Remember, a pat on the back can work wonders for motivation and constructive, mark the word, constructive criticism can be a great teacher. I get a lot of criticism from my team, so I encourage it because I'm not perfect. I remember a time when a team member was struggling with a project. It felt like we were stuck in a rut, and once we opened up the floor for feedback, it was like a damn hard burst. <laughs> Ideas started flowing, issues that were under the surface for so long came up, and within a week, we have turned the situation around. So don't underestimate, never underestimate the power of trust and open communication in a remote team. It can be the difference between a team that merely works together and that team that shines together. With that in mind, let's move on to our next point, technology. Where would we be without technology? I'll probably be working in a farm or a mine somewhere. <laughs> technology is the backbone of everything we do. It's the platform that enables us to operate seamlessly, no matter where we are in the world. So first up in technology is our communication tools. Like I said, there can never be too much communication. I'll keep repeating that. We have a whole universe of tools out there to keep your team connected. At Target ICT, we love using Slack for our daily conversations. I love using WhatsApp too, but that's my own personal preference. 
It's like our virtual office where we share ideas, updates, or even jokes once in a while. But for more face-to-face interaction, we turn to Zoom, which everyone uses. After all, there's nothing like seeing your team's smiling faces. And it also gives you a chance to read those non-verbal cues that are important while communicating. When it comes to project management, a tool I swear by is Trello. It's like a digital board where you can track the progress of tasks, assign responsibilities, and hit those deadlines. The best part of it is that it gives you a better eye view of what's going on in your projects. I connected with Todoist, my favorite task management app, which I've been using for a very long time. But apart from Trello, there are also others like Asana, Basecamp, Jira, and so on. So you just have to find what fits your team's workflow the best. Next, we'll talk about is collaboration. Remember how in a physical office you can just go into the conference room and brainstorm? Well, tools like Miro and Google Workspace have made that possible virtually. These allow real-time collaboration, making teamwork a breeze. Now, the key here isn't to overwhelm your team with Swazillion tools, no. <laughs> now, just end up being counterproductive. The key is to find the tools that genuinely help you streamline your processes and make your work easier. So, if it's not making your work easier, just forget about it. So, armed with the right technology, you're well on your way to becoming a master of remote team management. But hold on, there is more to come. It's not over. Another challenge we face in a remote setting is keeping the team spirit alive. The water cooler chats, birthday celebrations, the casual banter. If you're an extrovert, I'm sure you miss all of that. So how do we maintain a positive team culture when our team is scattered across the globe? At Target ICT and in previous businesses I've had, we've tried a couple of things and learned quite a few lessons along the way. So here's what I can tell you. First up is virtual team building activities. You know, virtual team building activities can actually be as fun and engaging as the real thing. We've done virtual coffee breaks, who is available at that time, online game nights, and even a remote talent show. Not only do these help to break the ice, but they also provide an opportunity for the team to bond and get to know each other beyond work. It's all about making those personal connections. Another thing is recognition of work. Just because you don't see your team members face-to-face doesn't mean that you should let their efforts go unnoticed. Regularly acknowledging their hard work and achievements can go a very long way in keeping your team motivated. You can do this during team meetings or even better, have a dedicated channel on your communication platform for kudos or shout-outs. A little appreciation never hurt anybody, I guess. Finally, encourage social interaction. One thing I've learned over the years is that we are not just co-workers, we're a community. And every community thrives on what? Interaction. So whether it's a casual catch-up session or a dedicated form Friday, providing a space for your team to interact socially can significantly enhance team cohesion and team morale. Because at the end of the day, humans are social beings, so we have no choice. Remember folks, a happy team is a productive team. And while managing a remote team may come with its own set of challenges, with the right strategies and tools in place, you can create a thriving work environment that ignores geographical boundaries. 
Let's face it, managing performance and providing feedback remotely can be a really tough knock to crack. If you notice in the media these days, a lot of business leaders are fighting against remote work. It's new, so it's normal. Without face-to-face -face interactions, it can sometimes feel that we are navigating in the dark. But fear not, there are ways to handle this effectively. First, we need to have a clear understanding of what we expect from our team. I hope you remember the part about setting expectations because the expectations that you set would serve as your performance benchmarks. So now how do we track this performance? I've always been a big fan of outcome-based tracking. Even when I had an office, I always had goals that would be met. And you have people that maybe have a weekly goal, they meet it in three days, I can let them go off because I set the goal. I know usually how long it will take and if they decided to be more productive, fine, that's their reward. Outcome-based tracking. Rather than focusing on the number of hours worked, focus on the results achieved. And the secret sauce in doing this is regular check-ins and updates. Next, we'll talk about feedback. I cannot stress enough the importance of constructive feedback like I mentioned previously in a remote work environment. Your team needs to know how they are doing, what they are doing right, and more importantly, where they can improve. And there is an act to this. Always make sure every feedback you give is specific, actionable, and timely. And remember to keep it balanced. Don't just wait for a mistake to give feedback. Also acknowledge the good work. Now let's give an example. Let's say you have an underperforming team member. It's really important to address this quickly but tactfully. Begin by having a candid conversation to understand if they have any issues they are facing. Offer help if they have any and where it's possible for you to. But if performance still doesn't improve, then you may have to make some tough decisions. And always remember, it's about what's best for the team and your business. Alright folks, I'm almost breathless, but we are getting to the end. Stick around though, as I've got some closing thoughts you wouldn't want to miss. Our last topic for today is promoting work-life balance. And if you ask me, this is absolutely critical for the success and well-being of a remote team. You see, one of the biggest myths people have about remote work is that people slack off. But in my experience, it's usually the opposite. People tend to overwork themselves. When your home is your office, it can be difficult to switch off work mode. I'm guilty of this myself all the time. Even today, I have a desk by my bed. How bad can that be? <laughs> I should listen to my own advice. This issue is why as leaders, we have a responsibility to promote a healthy work-life balance. It's not just about productivity, it's about the well-being of our team. And a happy team, my friends, is a productive team. So how do we do this? First and foremost, encourage regular breaks. A five-minute break every hour can work wonders for productivity and mental health. Secondly, try to respect off hours. Unless it's a genuine emergency, resist the temptation to ping your team outside work hours. Another thing I'm a big advocate of and I've learned to practice in the last few years is promoting self-care. Encourage your team to take care of their physical and mental health. This could be anything from regular exercise. I just joined the gym this year for the first time in my life. 
<laughs> I used to be, I used to run away from exercise when I was younger. So you can encourage regular exercise, pursuing hobbies. I also have a lot of hobbies. I paint, take care of plants. I take my car and everything else apart for fun. <laughs> so you can encourage your team and even you encourage yourself to pursue hobbies and spend time with loved ones. Because at the end of the day, they will be all we have left. Finally, lead by example. Show your team that it's okay to take breaks. This advice is for me. That's okay to take time off and to put your health first. Your actions should always speak louder than your words. Okay, folks. So that's a wrap for today's episode. But before we close, let's quickly summarize our main takeaways. We've discovered that setting clear expectations forms the bedrock of a high-performing remote team. It gives your team clarity and direction and helps avoid confusion or misunderstanding. We also learned that trust is like the glue that binds your remote team together. And the way we can foster this trust is through open and regular communication. Another thing we learned today is that technology is our best friend when it comes to managing remote teams. Tools for communication, project management, and collaboration can make our lives so much easier and save so much time. Another thing we learned today is that maintaining a positive team culture and keeping our team members engaged is just as crucial in a remote setting. So this can be done through virtual team building activities, recognition of hard work, or even just casual social interaction. Another thing we learned today is that even when we can't be in the same room, we can still manage performance effectively and provide constructive feedback. We just need to adopt our methods a little and be a lot more creative. And lastly, like I just said, promoting a healthy work-life balance is not just a nice to have, it's a must have. We owe it to our team members who are putting so much for us to respect their off hours, encourage regular breaks, and promote self-care. Huh. We've covered a lot today. But if you take away one thing from this episode, let it be this. Effective remote team management isn't just about productivity or bottom lines, it's about people. And if we prioritize the well-being and success of our people, business success will follow. Remember, as leaders in this brave new world of remote work, we are not just managing teams, we are pioneering new ways of working. We are shaping the future of work in itself. So thanks for joining me today, folks. And if you're keen on learning more about things like this, don't forget to tune into our next episode where I'll talk about digital marketing with a focus on content and social media. Until then, keep learning, keep growing, and keep practicing. Bye for now.